Welcome to the Consultants Council podcast, a place for consulting industry guidance and best practice advisory. Whether you're working to grow in your consulting career, you're managing and developing a consulting firm, you're working with consultants, or you're just interested in business and high-performance advice, we've got recommendations and education for you. I'm Kelsey Kreveling, founder and CEO of Kelsey Consulting, a firm focused on building high-performing organizations, teams, and individuals through a variety of ventures, including the Consultants Council. I've spent my career at the intersection of technology and management consulting, working with organizations across the country to help solve their toughest challenges, while also supporting the growth and development of multiple consulting firms, helping them improve their long-term performance trajectory. In addition, I'm an entrepreneur across a few different industries and I serve as a startup investor and advisor, promoting the ideas of other entrepreneurs as they work to gain traction in their industries. With so many people gearing up to launch their own businesses and establish their own consulting practices, I wanna make available the advice and lessons I've learned along the way. This podcast is made possible by Kelsey Consulting with media support by Class Act Media. For more information, check out our site at theconsultantscouncil.com and kelsey.consulting. That's K-E-L-S-C dot consulting. And now, stay tuned for this episode's counseling, because the consulting world is full of nuances, and the answer is always, it depends. What's possible? Do more. Hey, y'all. It's Kelsey Kravling with the Consultants Council podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. I am super thrilled for this episode. Joining me today is Morgan Sachs. Morgan and I actually were colleagues many years ago when we worked together at a consulting firm called Sagacious Consultants. Uh, But Morgan not only has worked in consulting, has been an accountant, but she's actually a quantum energy healer and psychic. And she's also an entrepreneur who has founded a phenomenal app that I personally adore, The Healing Mind. Now, today's session is a little bit different and unique just because of the subject matter that we go into. We discuss healing energy work and being able to transform your mind through meditation. Uh, But what's really fascinating is that's not outside the realm of possibility. We're going to dive into the specifics, how we both have experienced energy healing, what we gain from that type of experience, and how it's really been transformative for our lives. Uh, You'll also get to hear about Morgan's experience in her career, taking a look at when is it time to make a pivot, and how she has transitioned and transformed her career experiences into what she's doing now as an entrepreneur and her recommendations as an entrepreneur. So tune in and enjoy uh, and be ready to open your mind to new possibilities and potential. All right, welcome to the Consultants Council podcast. I am super thrilled for today's episode. Joining me is Morgan Sachs. Now, Morgan has had a career in consulting, but she's also taken a slightly different path. And she's going to kind of talk with us about that career, what it's really looked like, and how it's taken her in a different direction where she gets to do so much good in the world and really make a big difference. I know I turn to her often when I'm looking for support and I love what she's been pursuing. So Morgan, thank you so much for joining today. Welcome. 
Thank you, Kelsey. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So Morgan, tell us about really just your background in consulting, but then also what are you up to right now? Yes. Well, I have had kind of a myriad of professional experiences. My Actually, I have a, my, my master's degree is in accounting. I was a CPA. Um, so that was my first job out of college. I was working as a financial analyst for a healthcare company. Um, and then I ended up having like a, it was like a life-threatening autoimmune disease that sort of shifted everything for me. I was, you know, kind of forced to look at like, okay, this is how my life is going. Something is obviously not going well. So I need to reflect and think about, you know, what is it that I want to be doing? Is, is this the right path for me? Um, and all of those kinds of questions that we have in our 20s, you know. <laughs> and um, so I ended up leaving that job and I started my own personal training business because I knew I wanted it to be sort of health related, um, having had my own health experiences and challenges and the ways in which I had healed from the autoimmune diseases. And um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of speed through, you know, we can always go back to, you know, specific instances, but um, yeah, after that, I, I did end up joining Sagacious Consultants, which is where you and I first met. Um, yeah, Kyle Adams and I were in the same accounting program at Mizzou. And oh, wow. I saw on Facebook that he was, they were looking for recruiters. And at that point, I was, you know, I had been doing my own personal training business for about a year and a half. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't like working on my own. I kind of want to work with the team again. And so I saw that and I was like, oh, I might be interested in that, you know, because <laughs> I, you know, had gotten my own clients. I was, I kind of already have the skill sets for a recruiter. And so I ended up joining um, Sagacious and it was such a great experience. I loved, you know, working with everyone and also, um, yeah, getting to meet different consultants and all of that. And then um, after Sagacious had gotten acquired by Accenture, I ended up working for Accenture and their human resources department um, as a, what was it called? It was a TFS, it was, or T something. It was like talent resource something or other. I can't even remember what the title was. <laughs> um, and then we ended up, I ended up moving to a totally different state. I had a young son and I was just like, this is so stressful trying to, have a full-time job and be a parent out where we don't have any family and all of this. And so I ended up leaving my job um, and started selling essential oils. <laughs> so I just have, like I said, I've just got all these different experiences. Um, and after I um, started doing that for a while, I started really getting into um, doing like health coaching for people with autoimmune diseases since I had healed from that myself. And even with doing that, I was like, okay, something is missing. Like the thread through all of this is like, I'm not quite where I know I am supposed to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And each little experience has given me something to like glean from it and be like, okay, this is closer. We're getting there. We're getting there. And then mm -hmm. it wasn't until I, um, I had this like really intuitive moment in my health coaching business that I just needed to like cancel, like close my business, you know, and which is kind of weird because people were getting such great results and like I was enjoying it, but I just knew like, okay, I need to just completely shut down. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to that insight. And literally two weeks later is when I had this like 
all I can call it is like an activation because from that point on, that is when I have been able to like really see and feel energy and people would start coming into my mind's eye and like my friends and I could see like they were having, you know, headaches or something like that. So I would text them and be like, you know, how are you feeling? Are you having headaches? And they're like, yeah, how did you know? And I'm like, I don't know, but I think I can help you. And, um, you know, there's so much more to all of that, but that's, you know, speeding through how I got to where I am. <laughs> and where you are now is you're a quantum healer and a psychic and an entrepreneur that's created an app to be able to bring that type of wellness and healing to others. So tell us, what is what does it really mean to be a quantum healer? Well, it's interesting because when I had that activation, I part of what happened was this like this light beings kind of showed up into my mind's eye and, you know, it didn't freak me out. I'd heard of other people having these kinds of experiences before, but it never happened to me. And I, I really honestly had never intended to be an energy healer or any of this. Like I've had my own experiences with it that really helped me along my path, but it was everything I did was to heal myself. And I wasn't ever thinking like, Oh, this is what I want to be when I grow up, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, it really what when you think of like quantum, it's like, you know, all of the different dimensions, all the different sort of realms or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so that's that's really why I call it quantum energy healing is when I had that activation, I asked like that being what like what is this? And they said Hoyaku. And I was like, well, I've never heard of that. So I'm going to Google that and see what that is. And there's nothing out there except for some sort of like Japanese plant or something, you know? <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, this is something maybe new. And so I'm just, yeah, it's really being able to see things in different, not just beyond what we can see in our physical space. And so a lot of the work that I do, um, you know, involves like past life healing or generational trauma healing. And so there's just all of these different realms in which that our bodies exist. And so the healing happens on so many different layers. And so that's why, you know, it's called quantum energy healing. And then the psychic part of it just kind of is, you know, there's, there's a difference between healing, like, like Reiki and, you know, I have been trained in Reiki, but again, that was just for myself to be like, you know, learning these modalities so that I could heal. And, um, you know, Reiki is really, really powerful, but not every Reiki practitioner is psychic. And so a lot of times, you know, if you're having, if you're having Reiki, you're kind of just like, oh, I wonder what's happening. You know, like you can sometimes feel the sensation, but you don't really know what's going on. And maybe the practitioner doesn't really know either, but they're channeling, they can feel the energy as well. They kind of know where to go and all of this. But um, yeah, what I love about what I do, and I think why it's so powerful for people is that I'm actually seeing like, oh, this is where the energy is stuck in your body and this is the source of it. Like in a past life, this situation happened or when you were a child, you made up this story and it limited your energy flow or, you know, this is coming from your mom or there's just things that are so, it's so specific. And I think that that is why it's so powerful is because when our minds are able to expand the perception, that's really when our energy shifts. So like lasting, it's not just like, Oh, I feel better today. Oh, like I just took a, you know, nice, nice warm bath, you know, sometimes energy healing can be like that where it's like, oh, I feel really good today, but then you kind of fall back into the same patterns. And so right. when we have these really powerful perspective shifts, that's when it's lasting. 
Fascinating. And I'll be the first to say, I mean, we've worked together in that capacity. I've worked with other energy healers. It is transformational. And it's also, at least for me, it's always felt like an onion of, you know, you're kind of starting at the outer layers and you're peeling them off and you're, you're getting deeper and you're getting more aware and you're feeling lighter and you're feeling clearer, but there's still more to do. I asked um, someone I work with who does cranial sacral therapy one time. I said, gosh, when am I done healing? And she just looked at me and she said, when you're dead. there's there's always more layers to continue to to parse through and even when you've really worked on yourself then you become at least my experience has been a vessel for healing others and healing more collective energies and healing the density that others aren't able to really process and handle themselves and that has been exhausting and fatiguing but also really rewarding so um i'd love to hear how your analytical mind and your ability to be an accountant has led you then to this rather different spectrum of um, using your your brain and your skills, right? I mean, you're, you're transcending our current reality in a very different way. How have you held those two aspects in harmony, if you will? Because I know that, I mean, a lot of people listening to this are going to be like, wait, what energy healing? Okay. That might be new in of itself. Other realities, certainly a, a new consideration. Um, and how do you go from being somebody who works in the black and the white and works in the numbers to now working in the realms of, of possibilities? Yes. Wow. I love that question. And no one has ever asked me that. And it's, it kind of reminds me of my mom. She'll always be like, I just love your brain. Like you're so like organized and analytical, but then you're also so creative and whatever. And so, yeah, um, it's, it is really interesting. And I think the cool part of it is that my logical brain is very good at understanding systems, understanding, you know, like I'm super into human design and astrology. And like, I, I can really, um, absorb a lot of information that then is a tool for me to be able to communicate logically what it is that I'm channeling or experiencing that's very nonlinear, you know? And so as humans, we exist in language. This is how we create our realities is through our language. And so, um, yeah, I think that it really helps me to be able to help expand other people's perceptions whenever I can bring it in a logical conversation. Because if someone were just to only have, and I think that a lot of energy healers or people who are tuned in this way actually really struggle in the logical world because they don't, they're not relatable, right? Like you can't relate. Right. Yeah. And so I feel very fortunate actually, because I'm just, I am honestly a very normal person. Like I love Lululemon. I love Starbucks, like just like all the basic, whatever, like, um, and you know, but I do have this ability to see things that maybe not everybody can see. And so I think that that's kind of how, for me, I guess it's just, it is already harmonious. I don't feel like I have to try to do that, but I guess I just feel very lucky that it is harmonious. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I find it fascinating. So I would, I would agree with you on the ability to see the analytics and the creativity. I've always, I've always said that I have that ability and the reason for it is my father was a CPA accountant, very black and white. And my mom is an interior designer and sees the world in, in color and creativity. And so I have the blend of the two sides of it that 
I, I appreciate because only seeing in black and white would be stifling and only seeing in color I think would be tough because you can't relate the two, whereas the ability to blend them and to see the possibilities, but also to have the organizational structures that enable those possibilities to actually come to fruition is critical. And I mean, I think it's one of the reasons why you and I align quite a lot is you are able to put what you do into a substantive form that feels valid. Whereas there are a lot of energy healers that you may engage with or work with that don't come across that way. Yes. And as a result, it becomes a bit of a, a, a turn off and it becomes a little just kind of too fantastical and a little too just it, it feels um, it, it feels like something I don't necessarily want to engage with. Whereas you've you've lived in a corporate world, you've understood that reality, but you also understand that there are ways to expand our reality and heal and to improve and to live life the way that we're meant to. So I, I think that's it's phenomenal that you've been able to, to tap into that and access that gift. Um, yeah. I'm really curious how um, the analytical side of it, though, you think has really um, like the, the consulting experience and the corporate experience has transcended into what you do now. How has that really fueled your ability to heal and to help others? Yeah, I think that a big part of it is the ability to have a business. Like, you know, you can't really offer your gifts if there's no structure. I mean, you can, but it's really challenging and you you may not reach the amount of people that need your gifts and that you want to be helping. And so, yeah, just having, I mean, having an accounting background in general is incredibly valuable for me as a business owner, you know, like I was just doing my taxes this week and I do my own taxes. I love doing them, you know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it's like, I know I don't have the stress of the business side of things whatsoever, and it um, really gives me the freedom to be expressive and to like be the creative because I know all the, I can handle all of that other stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it, it also really helps with just, like I said before, relating to people. And so like, I know I hear people, you know, struggling and like, this is such a common thing that people come as like, I don't feel satisfied in my job. I don't, you know, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I have this yearning. I don't know you know, what it is, what am I meant to do? What's my purpose? I feel, you know, like I'm not in the right spot and having personal experience with that, like all of those different iterations, it was like, okay, I get, I really get that feeling like, what's my thing? What am I here to do? And, um, so I think, yeah, just that analytical background is just so helpful. And then when we're in session, like being able to, um, see the energy coming through. And then, you know, we're all, we all filter everything through our own perception and like what, like whether it's a limited perception or it's an expanded perception. And so since I have the ability to like kind of analyze like what's coming through and be able to communicate it, it lands so much better for the individuals because they're hearing something that they can actually like, oh, okay, I get that. And um, it just really helps, I think. That's awesome. Um, so with where you are now and what you've created, tell us about the entrepreneurial aspect and what you've been able to put together. 
I mean, I, for one, am a, I'm a customer. I love it. I, <laughs> I use it multiple times a day. It's fantastic. Um, but tell us about the Healing Mind. Yes. So one of the um, individuals that I was working with in the beginning of my, you know, business as an energy healer, she was like, I really wish there was something I could do in between sessions because oftentimes people will, you know, maybe have a session once a month or once a quarter and, um, it's very nice, but then there's also like, we have to also kind of train our minds in a way that it, we can kind of hold on to these like new perceptions that we're experiencing. And so I started recording just like meditations and I put them up on like a podcast player and people were really enjoying them. And then my husband was like, you should turn this into an app, like a meditation app. And I was like, wow, that's a really great idea. So I, and again, this is where the logical, the business side came in you know, really helps is that I developed the app myself. I have, I did the whole thing. <laughs> and so um, it is, yes, yeah, the Healing Mind app, and it's basically energy healing meditations. So people can receive the benefits of energy healing, just like from the palm of their hand, you know, and so for some people, a one-on-one -on -one session just isn't available. And it's like, this is a way for energy healing to be available and accessible to everyone. And yeah, you're not alone. A lot of people, I get messages often saying like, I listen to this daily or multiple times a day. And it's just so nice to have this resource, this tool. Once you become aware that, you know, your energy affects everything, like that is just the basic foundation of your life, then it's like, well, why wouldn't I be paying attention to that multiple times a day? <laughs> it's yeah. like we brush our teeth every day. Why are we not taking care of our energy every day? Well, and it becomes something that the more you are consciously aware of it, the more you realize you have to maintain it. It's, you know, once you realize as a kid, oh gosh, I have to brush my hair and take a shower so that I feel better you start doing that, right? But when you're little and you're like, I just want to go play in the dirt, that's not, you know, in your realm of necessity. And the same thing holds true with energy. I mean, the more you're clearing it and taking account of it and paying attention to it and helping it, the more you know when you feel good and you feel aligned and you feel clear and where everything is possible versus when you feel like, oh my gosh, I've picked up a cloud of smog and I just have so much junk on and around me that I've got to just get off of me. And at least for me, it's, I have to shower, I have to sage, I have to psychically just protect myself and say, you know, I'm clearing all my energy. I'm calling back all my power. I can't wear this anymore. Whatever I picked up from someone else or from being somewhere else, I can't have it. And it's, and then it's listening to meditations that are also clearing and helpful in that way. But I mean, that's, that's not something that a few years ago, probably I paid that much attention to. It'd be just, you know, you're aware of, oh, I, I watched a happy show or I watched a depressing TV show and that, you know, alters your reality and how you're feeling, but you're not necessarily paying attention to how and what you consume affects how you then perceive everything else. Yes. And that's really you, what I've gotten out of yeah. that type of hygiene practice. Yeah. Would you feel comfortable or be interested in sharing just like your experience of what has shifted for you since like having more support energetically? Oh gosh. Um, and you know, it's interesting. Um, it, I'm much more aware of it, um, becoming kind of clear on, 
how I'm feeling and how things are not necessarily innate to me. It used to be just, oh, you're in a bad mood. Okay, fine. I'm in a bad mood. My head kind of is cycling in a different way. Whereas now I can realize pretty quickly that, hey, that's not my natural state. My natural state is happy and peaceful and calm and collected. And when I'm feeling that just kind of like heaviness, I've picked up something energetically that I need to clear and shed and transmute into something good. Uh, and really getting very, very focused on being able to acknowledge that quickly before it takes me down because I can very rapidly spiral into negative patterns um, and negative headspace that become debilitating to a certain extent and are not positive. And no, you're not going to want to be around me with when I'm in those kind of mindsets. And it used to be that could be days long, whereas now it's a few minutes, maybe an hour, and I really quickly recognize it and I'm able to kind of just get rid of it. And that ability to transmute that type of negativity has been huge. I think also the ability to, at least for me, I can see the negativity. I can see that dense energy now. And it's tough to explain because um, it, everything still looks the same visually, but there is just a density that I'm able to pick up on that is not fun to be a part of. And it's interesting. Um, I went through a period where I healed my vision and I stopped being, I stopped wearing contacts and spent about a year plus not wearing any and got to where I really didn't need much correction at all. But it'd be really interesting where if I went into spaces that were energetically dense, my vision would get cloudy and blurry. It was like, I didn't want to see what I was seeing. I would pick up on kind of all the energetic noise that did not feel clear. And when I wear contacts that I still notice it, but at least I'm still able to see, cause that got a little annoying when it would be just like, okay, I really am like, <laughs> like if I walk to an airport, it'd be like, I really can't see right now. And that's a little difficult, right? But it was just so many people, so much energy, so much that just needed to get kind of cleared out. So I think that's probably the best way to describe it is I've become much more aware of the physical sensations and the um, having the words to describe what those sensations are. I think a lot of people just don't even have the words to describe how they feel about things. It's, you know, we have anxiety or we have depression and it's like, well, that, those are what we currently call a lot of those symptoms. But, you know, when we're anxious in a setting or we're feeling a little un easy about something, it's likely because the energy in that space and the energy that you're perceiving from the other people you're interacting with are at conflict with your own and you're not feeling comfortable in those spaces. You know the people that you interact with that you feel fueled from and the people that you feel drained from. That I think is a great place for people to start in on evaluating and saying, huh, noticing how they're feeling after different interactions, because that helps you really get a tangible pulse on how you're responding to other energies. And so in terms of just how things have shifted for me, I'd say, A, just being a lot more consciously aware of it, B, being better at being able to shut it and clear it much faster. Um, and then also being aware of my own ability to influence energy in space and time. So I did a, a episode probably last season on kind of the things I do to set the tone for different involvements, different interactions, different meetings, et cetera, mm -hmm. is I know I don't go into settings unprepared. 
And I don't mean that just like I've done my due diligence for a, a meeting. It's I energetically set the tone for how I want things to go. And that ability to really ground into what are my intentions? What are the outcomes I'm looking for? How do I want this relationship to interact? What is the highest and best possibility as a result of this interaction? And so I think that is a skill that anyone can cultivate. I mean, we did it today before today's session. You know, we took a moment, just kind of paused and grounded into like, okay, collect our energy. What are our intentions? What do we want today to be? Really, you know, for me, my intentions for this was let this message find everyone who it needs to find and let it be received in the way it's meant to be received so that it can help others. Uh, but I think that skill set is a neat one that I've been able to cultivate as a result of an energetic practice. Yes, I love that. And it's so interesting because you had um, we had talked about having um, meditations within the app that are specifically for the workplace and that I just recorded one right before this session. Um, and it's so cool that that's what you mentioned about setting the tone for meetings, because that's what I, that's the one I recorded. It was like helping people prepare for a meeting. And like you said, setting the energy to have it be for the highest good of everyone and having it be where you feel good and everyone else feels satisfied. And it's like you work together and like, you're all in this common goal. And it's because sometimes when you're in a meeting, um, there's, like everyone's coming from a totally different headspace. Their energy is like in totally different places. And so it can be such a, so much resistance, I feel like in meetings because everyone's maybe not feeling safe. Like, oh, I hope people understand what I'm trying to say. Or, you know, there's just all these different ways that it can go and people can show up in all these different ways. And so to sort of set the tone for everyone's energy to be aligned and to be moving towards this common goal, this common purpose, um, is just so powerful because you really, and like from your experience, I'm sure you've noticed like the more that you do that, the meeting actually does end up going the way that you've intended for it to go. And like, why would we not want to do that? Why would we not want to be at cause and be responsible for how we're showing up and how we can influence things in a very positive way? And it's not manipulative. It's not that you're going in and trying to manipulate how everything is going to go. It's because- right everything is like, we like love is like this highest vibration. And so of course, you know, when things are set for the intention of things being in the highest good and for the positive outcome, like, yeah, everyone's energy is naturally that state. And so they're going to resonate with that. And they're going to be like, okay, yeah, this is, I feel safe in this. And it's very subconscious to them. They might not even know, but anyone who is around someone, like you said, when you can feel the energy of someone who you feel really safe to be around, you want to be around that energy. Everyone else is kind of like, ooh, I, I want to be like this too, you know? So yeah, it's really cool. I love that you do that. It's, well, and it's, it definitely is operating with much more conscious intention. And as you, I love that you pointed out, it's not manipulative. I, I really work very diligently to not operate from that type of perspective. I recognize, I mean, I think a lot of people, especially ones who have lived with narcissists in their life, uh, know the skills that are common amongst that personality type and know how to interact in ways that get them what they want. But that's not from a position in a place of love and kindness and for the best outcomes. It's from a selfish position. Right. Whereas when you take that mindset and that intention of, I just want to be a facilitator and to be able to bring people together in a way that 
equates to good and possibilities and great outcomes, then that makes it much easier, A, to interact with everyone and to get people on board towards common outcomes that are in everyone's best interest. And it's, it's really interesting, the possibilities that arise when everyone looks at it from that perspective. Yes. So much more creativity, so much more opportunity. It's really fascinating. And it, it makes it a lot more fun. It makes work enjoyable instead of feeling frustrating and disappointing and stressful. Right. So it's, it's been neat to see how it's really shifted also just the, the workplace and how it's made a big, big difference with the clients that I work with as well. It's been fascinating. So it's not something that I regularly verbalize out loud with everyone because not everyone's necessarily ready for that mentality, but it's certainly things that I, I blend in from a subconscious perspective with everyone I work with. It's yes. been fascinating. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Okay. So Tell us more about the the meditations and what people kind of tune into when they're able to listen. Yeah. So when I record these meditations, they're not scripted. I, I kind of set an intention, you know, like, uh, let's let this meditation be about like this last week was about perseverance. So it's like you have this goal that you are working towards, but we all come up against resistance. And so it's really yeah, I just kind of set the intention and then I just start seeing the energy of everyone who's either currently a subscriber or future subscriber. And it just ends up being something where I hear this so often. People are like, I I feel like you made that just for me, you know, and it really is. It's like for everyone who's listening, it's channeling that energy and what they need. And um, so, you know, it is, you know, you could, you could, feel like it's just a guided meditation, but it's, it's not just a guided meditation (laughs) because there's this, like, I, I wish I knew how it worked. Like I, you know, sometimes when I'm on podcasts, people are like, well, how does this work? And I just don't know how to answer that question, you know? And I think that we don't know, and we don't have to know. We have our experience of, of noticing the shift and our brains, our human brains are actually so limited. We cannot really understand. (laughs) And so we're doing our best. And, um, but yeah, the meditations are just really such a wonderful way. And I think if I had to speak to it logically, I would say that, you know, energy follows attention. So what we're focusing on is where our energy goes. And so as we're, you know, visualizing, the things that I'm saying in the meditation, that's, that really is shifting your energy because you're visualizing, you're using your mind to, you know, visualize how your energy is going and where, what's happening and all of that. Um, And so that really is powerful. And so it's, I love, I love the whole, the way that it's so imaginative because when we're kids, we have like these really strong imaginations and somehow along the way we learn that it's not real, but it, is real. Like you're, that's where everything actually starts. It, it starts in the imagination. It starts in that realm, the quantum realm, if you know, if you will, and then the, we are on earth. And so it, this is how that energy manifests into physical form. And so, yeah, it's just amazing when you realize the power of your mind, the power of your visualization, the power of your imagination. That's why I've called it the healing mind is because you can use your mind to heal. And it's really cool because some people are really into like Dr. Joe Dispenza and he talks a lot about that. Um, and I've, I've never read any of his books or anything, but I feel like it's probably very similar. And I just love that 
you know, there's all these different resources, all these different tools, and it's just depending on what resonates for people. Like some people who are very maybe only left brain may not resonate so much with these meditations, but if you have sort of like that, um, that balance of right, left brain, like this is, this is pretty right brain, I would say. Would you agree? Um, you know, it's interesting because in my experience has been, I don't even always have to be consciously engaging with the meditation to get results. Actually, there's many times I'll put one on and within moments I'm in just a whole nother place. I am completely like almost in my deepest type of restful sleep and it's super powerful and I'll wake up and I'm like, I don't know where I just went. I don't know what just happened, but I know things just adjusted and changed for me. And then I'll listen to the meditation a couple more times in the future. And eventually by maybe the third or fourth time, I'll actually be able to stay conscious through the whole meditation <laughs> and at which point I'm like, Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't know that we talked about that. Okay. That's, that's neat. And it's fascinating too, because as I'm in the meditations when I'm doing them, I'm still aware of what everything is being said, but it's like, I'm just transformed. And so they're very powerful because I've done lots of different meditation apps. I, I love the Peloton meditations, et cetera, but there are some that feel just this is a meditation. This is an effort in clearing my mind and the healing mind meditations are absolutely a transformative transformational experience. You know, something is adjusting and changing when you're listening to them and you feel, at least I feel like things are moving. Um, I've been described as and energetic. So I'm very sensitive to different energies and I feel a lot of energies as they shift and adjust and move and I'll sneeze and I'll yawn and I'll hiccup and I'll burp and things like that as I'm processing energy. It's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I don't think that those, those, we can process energy even when we're not conscious. Right. Uh, that this we're, is we're very subconscious. Yeah. So I don't know that just being a left brain analytical person would mean that it wouldn't be effective. I think their subconscious would still be taking it in. They just might not be rationally realizing what they're letting go of. But I mean, we're so pre-programmed with all of the experiences that we have throughout life to think and feel and experience a certain way. And the healing mind, at least my experience has been that it is helping us to unwind some of that so that we can get back to just really our base state of positive, calm, collected, loving, curious humans that then can interact peacefully with others. That's been my personal experience. Yes. I love that. And that really is the case. I love, it's so fun for me to hear what other people's experiences are because I'm, I don't know, it's like one of those things where we kind of take for granted our own gifts, you know? And so I'm just, sometimes I think to myself, like, is this really doing anything, you know? <laughs> and, um, but I hear so many people just saying like, oh my gosh, these are like life-changing, you know? And, um, but I find it to be fascinating just to, to, yeah, hear that, you know, it's, it is very subconscious. And by the end of the meditation, I can always tell 
when we're, when it's like, okay, we've reached that point. And that point is when you're back to your essence, like you're back to your essential blueprint of like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, and everyone is a little bit different, but it's all, it's all expressions of the same thing. Just like pure love, pure light, you know, whatever. And um, yeah, I love that, that the way that you described it, I think that's really cool because it is, it's very subconscious. And that is always my intention is like, I am just channeling this energy and, you know, it's just cool that, you know, everyone can feel it and they feel the difference. Mm -hmm. Oh, completely. Well, so you talked about autoimmune conditions. I myself have had a myriad of health challenges just starting out at birth. And I regularly recognize that I can quickly go down a rabbit hole of just, you know, spiraling into, oh my goodness, this physical body that I live in is falling apart. And I do a lot of work around, nope, I am healing. My body loves me. It wants to heal. And I support it naturopathically to a, a very large extent. But my background, as is yours, is in Western medicine, healthcare, and how we are, have been completely conditioned and programmed to think that the only path towards healing is to work with your doctor. And so it's really interesting the amount of information that's now coming out and showcasing all of the benefits of the placebo effect and the fact that our mind is so incredibly powerful at helping our body to heal that we can really make a foundational difference in our outcomes just with our mind and so you've got some really awesome meditations in there that address that that i personally adore because no matter how you're choosing to treat different modalities whether you're working in tandem with a, a western medicine practitioner you're working with acupuncturists you're working with dietitians etc those meditations are still going to foundationally change how you who is living in your body are going to be able to affect your outcomes i agree with you <laughs> But, I mean, it's been, it, I find them powerful and I, I love them. So those are some of my favorite ones, the perfect health. And yeah, those oh, are some of my favorite yeah. ones. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's so, I mean, it is just amazing when you get down to that, the level of, you know, like assumption, what is it that you are assuming is true? Because that's what will express, you know, into your material mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. So you've done a meditation now focused on, setting intention for a meeting, any further plans with regard to helping people in the corporate world and how they can kind of, maybe if they're new to meditation or if they're very practiced and experienced, but really help them in the corporate world. Because I think a lot of us, you know, we're all gifted. We all have different skills, different ones have come online at different points in time and we're all pursuing different things. But a lot of people, still operate in a very corporate setting. So how and what's the best way for people who are working in a corporate realm to still be able to ground themselves and to, to pursue the things that they feel called and compelled to pursue? Yeah, I love that. I think I have, you know, a couple different things to say about it. One is, you know, my husband still works in a corporate world, but he's also very sensitive and very, you know, attuned and all of that. And it's just so once you, I think awareness is kind of the first thing. It's like just becoming aware of energy, right? Like you said, when you, when you become more aware of it, then it's like, oh, okay, this is not going to take me out for days because I know kind of what's going on. And so I think that's where the meditations and I'm planning on recording more that are just specifically for the workplace 
Um, and it, it could be, you know, maybe, yeah, you're, you're kind of navigating through challenges with like relationships at work or yeah, like meetings or all of this stuff. Or maybe you're just like, wow, I don't feel satisfied in my current work. Like what can I do to help me learn more about what should I be doing or how can I make a pivot or whatever? So, um, but I think, again, it's just this becoming aware of your own energy and noticing when something doesn't feel right to you. And do you just kind of like ignore that? Or do you do you want to like start becoming more attuned with yourself? Because that's really where you can actually begin to make those shifts is when you feel in your body like, oh, this is not right for me. <laughs> or yeah, this is right for me. And then noticing the mind that comes in. It's like, oh, you can't do that. Or, you know, that's going to be like totally irresponsible or <laughs> all of those this different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that's what, you know, like I said, I'm, there's going to be more meditations that are specifically for the workplace within the app. Um, and, you know, like, for example, my husband, you know, he, he, like I said, is very attuned and, and you are as well. And it's like just noticing other people's basically their survival mechanisms, right? Like their ego, their personality, all of that. And then just being able to not get caught in it. No, like just being noticing like just being aware and not feeling like you have to match their energy not feeling like you have to you know please them or you know all these patterns that we have for our own survival that we learned as kids and so it's it is like you said just kind of like unwinding a lot of those patternings so that we can be more authentic be more ourselves and then over time it just becomes so much easier to be confident in yourself because that's I think the missing piece sometimes is like people might be aware like oh this is kind of how I am but I'm not confident to actually be that way and that's something that I really have you know, worked with a lot because again, like I going from an accountant to an energy healer, those are two totally different things. And my upbringing was very like, you know, do the thing that's going to be successful. And so I did that, but it didn't work out for me. Like my body was very obviously saying, this is not right for you. And so for us to be just, like I said, the first step is just really becoming aware and becoming aware of your body. The body is like such a great messenger for our truth. Mm -hmm. Oh, certainly. What are some symptoms that people may be ignoring in their body that are actually trying to tell them something? Yeah, I would say like fatigue. Everyone is so tired. like, And it's, it can be from a myriad of things like repressing is takes so much energy, like to repress our authenticity is exhausting. And even like repressing anger and anger is one of those things that's like so powerful to help us know what's correct for us and what's not. If your body is saying no, if you're like, you know, really angry about something, it's a key for, oh, this is not the right direction for me. This is not the right relationship for me or any of those things. So I would say fatigue is one of the things. And then, yeah, like anxiety and depression, like you said, just noticing your, if you're always feeling like, like hyped up and whatever, or you're just like, I don't care. I'm just whatever, you know, that's not our natural state. We are designed to be like really satisfied or feeling really successful or really at peace. You know, those things that are, that we know are possible, but it's sometimes 
not, doesn't feel sustainable. And so, yeah, those are the, those are some of the things. And then also I would say like digestive issues. That's another really big one. People who have a lot of digestive issues, it's like your body and for everyone, it's so different. Like we can't put this blanket statement, um, you know, so take it or leave it. But a lot of times this doesn't have to be true every time. A lot of times it is like, you're having a hard time digesting something like your body is like, no, this is, this is not correct for me. And so, yeah, there's just so many different ways that our bodies are t talking to us and telling us things. And here we are trying to like, we, we think that the, there's something wrong with the body. Like, oh my gosh, my body is not working. And it's like, no, it's working perfectly. It's telling you that something is not right for you. <laughs> and this is like, you need to switch gears. You need to like get more authentic and be more honest with yourself. And that can be so scary. Like, and that, I'm not saying this lightly by any means because a lot of times we, we are where we are because it's what got us, like how we've survived, you know, our upbringing, our schooling, our, you know, all of these things. And so we don't want to, I notice a lot of times people in the spiritual realm kind of like start bashing the ego and start bashing the personality. And it's like, no, 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 this is not the enemy. Yeah. So we, we can be really compassionate with ourselves and just be like, wow, this is where I'm at. There's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to be hard on myself about my coping mechanisms or anything like that. It's really just becoming aware, like, oh, this is my coping mechanism. You know, this, oh, this is how my body is talking to me. And we can just be really gentle with ourselves as we are becoming aware. That's, I mean, that's just, that's a huge step. So, yeah. And a lot of people are really, I think, especially in the last few years, a lot of people are really are becoming more aware. And I think it's really fun to watch. Oh, it is. Well, and I mean, my prediction would be in the next few years, none of this is going to seem woo-woo. None of this is going to seem atypical. We're all going to be able to even scientifically look at energy exchange and see it for what it is, which is just our core composition. And yeah. it's how we can heal. It's how we interact. It's how we live. And it will just become what it already is, which is foundational but it'll be something that everyone's aware of versus being a bit more esoteric. So yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Cannot wait for that transit counting down the days for five, five days left. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 15 years of very difficult lessons and learning. So yeah, it's been interesting. Um, well, Morgan, First of all, thank you so much for spending your time and sharing just your insights, your experiences. Um, I am curious, given the fact that you're a, able to work with so many people and sense and perceive their energies, how do you keep yourself grounded amidst all of that? Because I have to think that that is a lot to take on. Yeah, it really it is. And I think that the thing that I've really had to do is be honest with myself about my um, capacity, I would say, and like my capabilities. And so my, I know deep down that my highest contribution in life is this, like to be doing this for people. And so I've really had to reorient my whole life around my self-care, which is kind of like a, you know, I don't know, it could be seen as selfish or whatever, but it's not like, you know, and so I, I don't do, I don't have a lot of like outside of act activities. I don't do a lot of like social things. I don't, you know, contribute my energy to a very much else besides my family and my business. And um, that's, I think that's really 
one of the best things is I, I like you, I know that you're like this is that you really have to be so intentional. You have to just be like, yeah, you just can't, you can't have expectations of yourself to be like everybody else. You can't expect yourself to be living life like everybody else is. And I, that really was hard for me in the beginning to, I had so much shame. I had so much like self-criticism about like, why can't I just be like everybody else, you know? But so I think that that really is a big part of it is just being honest with myself about what my capacity is. Um, and then the other thing is I honestly listen to my own meditations. Like there's, I don't know if you've ever heard of Sam Harris from the waking up app. He's got another meditation app that my husband really likes and his is much more, he's like a neuroscientist. So it's very traditional Vipassana meditation, which is really nice. And, um, he was talking, I heard him on a podcast recently. He was talking about how he loves, he still listens to his own meditations because guidance in general, like you still get so much benefit out of it. And yeah, I can't, I honestly can't listen to anybody else's <laughs> meditations. I completely understand. I regularly will go back and listen to episodes of the council and I'm listening to my own words and I'm like, oh, I needed that today. <laughs> it's my own guidance, my own advice, but it's like, nope, that. I needed that right now. And they say, I mean, we, we teach what we most need to learn. Probably why we're espousing it because we're, it's intrinsically ingraining in ourselves too. We know it to be true because we need it. Uh, but no, I'm, I, who did I see? Oh, I think it was Dana Patrick um, who uh, her podcast, she said something similar recently of just, yep. We, we oftentimes need our own, words of wisdom. Yes. Yeah. Our own medicine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing. And then um, the other thing that I've really noticed is that I, for some reason, I, it's what's cool about the energy healing sessions is that, you know, when I'm working on someone, I'm feeling everything in my body that they are experiencing or whatever. And so I can, I can always tell when we're finished because like I said, I end up feeling like, okay, we're clear. Like I feel the clarity. And so I think I just have felt that so many times. I like, I know what clear, I know what clear feels like. I know what, you know, alignment feels like that when I'm not feeling that way, I'm so attuned to it that I'm like, I got to fix this, you know, like you, like you just, there's something you just have to like get yourself through it. And then there's other days where I'm just like, oh, I, I just, I feel taken out today. And so I just let myself be that way. And I just rest all day. And then I, the next day I feel fine, you know, so it's just also not having ourselves feel like we have to be consistent. We have to be in a consistent state because that's just unrealistic, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's unrealistic because <laughs> we're just, especially because we are, we are part of the earth who's always in a cycle, like things are always shifting, things are always changing. And so when we can kind of just like surrender to the process, then it just makes it a lot easier, I would say. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not fair to expect the same output from ourselves all the time. We are not machines. We ebb and we flow, as you said. And that it does take some getting used to because as a society, we're conditioned to think that, you know what, this is how we show up. This is how we should work. This, we should always be on. We should this, 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 and this. And that is a whole lot of shoulds, but that's not really what's best for us. And that does take a lot of getting used to. I mean, you were talking about doing your taxes. I spent all day Monday, which was supposed to be a holiday doing 
all my bookkeeping and stuff to be ready for my tax appointment tomorrow. I do not do my own tax. <laughs> I have an expert there. Um, but as a result, then yesterday, I needed a little bit more downtime. I still did quite a bit, but that meant I needed a long nap in the afternoon. And at first I was like, oh, it'd be great to go to the gym. You need a workout, blah, blah, blah. And then I just realized I'm telling myself what I should do. I'm telling myself what I need to do. But if I actually just listen, I would benefit from a nap. And I took a two plus hour nap. Wow. And I felt so much. You. Right? But, <laughs> but that that takes effort to learn when to tune into what we've been conditioned to think we should just be pushing all the time. And instead of, you know what, right now I really need a lot of rest. I mean, over the holidays, I was getting 10 hours of sleep a night. That is unheard of for me. I mean, for years I slept on four to six. Wow. And it wasn't good sleep back then. Right. But like it was, nope, you really need sleep. And I kept going to sleep earlier and earlier thinking, okay, that will help. And I'll, I'll wake up earlier. No, I kept waking up at the same point in time, but now we're in January. I'm going to sleep earlier and I'm waking up earlier. It's like, my body's like, nope, you're good with six and a half, seven, no alarm clock, just natural. And so we are not machines yeah. <laughs> as a result. When we, we take time to tune into that, it, it's interesting. And I find that it's challenging for people who are in an employment situation, you know, like you're expected to be there from here to here and be constantly outputting. And so I just really, I'm very curious to see how things are going to shift and they've already shifted with like the COVID thing happening and people are more remote or, you know, there's just a little bit more flexibility and people are so aware that like, like what you're saying, we're not machines. And so I think things are shifting, um, mm -hmm. which is really, really good. And so it'll just be interesting to see how that continues to evolve. Absolutely. Well, and that people start opting out from the jobs that require that of them. I think the, the jobs that give people their own autonomy and just look at the results, those are the type of jobs people are gravitating more and more towards because right. you're able to be a lot happier because you're, you're rewarded based on your production versus how you got to that level of production. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it might be a really productive day and then a really not productive day. And as a result, it still equates to a much better outcome. And yeah, the more we become sensitive to that, the better. So very much looking forward to the additional career focused and work focused meditations coming out. Uh, for anyone listening, how can they tune in and um, access those? You can download the Healing Mind app. It's on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. And there's a seven-day free trial, you know, so if you're listening and you're like, this is very different and interesting, but you're intrigued, you can just try it out and see if there's, you know, if it's something that you resonate with. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's been such a labor of love. And also one of those things that I think when we take on the projects that our soul is calling us to do, whether that's, you know, something entrepreneurial or within an organization or whatever it is, like there are going to be challenges. There are going to be things that you come up against. And I feel like it's all for our soul's growth. And that's been the Healing Mind app has been one of those things for me. Like, you know, I know that this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing, but it's also very challenging in lots of different ways. And so, um, yeah, I would say it's just such, it's so cool when we follow our intuition and we follow the guidance that we receive, even if it's small, like we just kind of hear it and we're, you know, like, ah, oh, there's something there for me, you know? So yeah, I encourage you to check it out.
<laughs> what do you think then has been the biggest lesson that you've gotten from that experience of creation? I would say perseverance for me. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, I, it's interesting. I think some of it's like conditioning and then also just, you know, kind of like the things that we're born into like energetically, but I, I have kind of always felt like if it's, my mom used to always say like easy button, you know, so like I kind of grew up in that environment where it's like, if it's not easy, then it's not correct. Like if it doesn't flow easily, then it's not right for you or whatever. And so I, I kind of had that mindset that like, cause when I started doing energy healing sessions one-on-one, -on -one, it was incredibly easy for me to get clients. Like I did not, it was just like, oh, I have all these clients. Like I'm booked out two months. Like, you know, it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, this must be divine because it's just happening so easily, you know? And then when I started the app, it has not been easy to like expand into a larger audience. And so there are times where I have to battle my mind of like, oh, you know, this isn't working. You should just scrap the whole thing, you know? And I've, I've really recently come to the understanding and the knowing that like, I think I might just be a little bit ahead of my time. Like this is one of those things that is going to be so useful and so helpful for people, but we're all, people are kind of catching up, I think. <laughs> so I'll, it's cool that I've already, well, I've already had created it. It's already there. It's already available and people can now just tune into it and um, just persevering through the challenges of creating something brand new. That's like, there are skills that I don't have that I've had to learn. And it was one of those things that, yeah, just the more that I persevered and the more that I've just stuck to it, you know, then I start seeing the results and I'm like, oh, okay. So here, okay. It's working now, you know, like, um, so yeah, I think that's probably the biggest lesson. Yeah. I, I love the mindset of when you're in divine alignment, everything just flows because it does. But I think there are definitely times when we're called to a higher purpose or to efforts that are going to challenge us and help us to grow that are not easy, that are definitely hard work and effort that has to go into it and be exerted in order for us to, to be molded into the people that we're supposed to become. And also for us to, to put something new into the world. Creation is not always simple and straightforward. It does take a lot of effort to birth something new into reality. Yes. And I think that the more people can know that from the beginning, that'll save you some heartache because I didn't know that in the beginning. And I, it just like, I really struggled to get to the spot where like, Oh, this is normal. Like this is okay for this to be challenging. Right. Well, and I think there is, I think there is a difference. At least I've experienced a difference in the hardships that come from things that are just completely not for you. They're yeah. very abrupt and very harsh and just really kind of just like, nope, you're not going down that path. And the things that are challenging because they're teaching you something yes. and they feel very different when you're living through them. And when you, they certainly feel different when you look back upon them of, okay, that was just, I needed to learn something from this versus nope, you're not going that direction. And that I think is very helpful for especially entrepreneurs to really learn and realize is when you are creating something new. Um, I was talking with a founder the other day. He was just like, you know, there's not an answer key for what you're trying to create because no one's done it before. And so you're trying out a lot of different things and some of them are going to work and some of them aren't. And getting comfortable with that discomfort is, is part of the process. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so Morgan, you know, thank you for your time today. Any further thoughts or advice or considerations you want to share with anyone listening? Um, I would just say that like at the core, I think that we're all just so amazing and wonderful and we all have such amazing gifts. And so the more that we can become aware of them and like, just really honor them, just, I just want everyone to like, just honor themselves, honor their desires, honor their needs, honor their wants, you know? And I think that the tools that within the healing mind app, and then, you know, if you ever receive energy healing one-on-one, like it's just such a honoring experience because you really do come in contact with like your essence, you know, and then the more that you come in contact with that, the more you begin to feel that inner satisfaction that is just within you. It's not something that's going to come from outside, you know, the job, the relationship, the car, the whatever. And so the more that we cultivate that inner satisfaction, that inner peace, the inner joy, then that's really when everything starts to shift. So yeah, I just encourage everyone to keep that in mind. Easier said than done. A lifelong pursuit. Yes. Awesome. Well, Morgan, happy Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day and uh, we'll talk soon. Yes. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Consultants Council. Thank you so much for your interest and engagement. Let us know what you'd like to learn more about by writing into info at theconsultantscouncil.com. Thanks to Kelsey Consulting for sponsoring this podcast and to Class Act Media for the media support. And with that, cheers and all my best. Have a great week. And remember, what's possible? Do more.